Hi, hello, and welcome to Oh Boy, the podcast presented by Man Repeller. I'm your host, Jay Bume, and today's guest is Katie Storino, publicist, founder of 12ish Style, and dogager to everybody's favorite, Toast the Dog. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Katie had a lot of great things to say, so let's get into it. That's why I'm going there. I'm going there to kind of reframe how people look at it. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I should I should watch whatever you're doing so yeah. I understand it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What was that like? Um, it was normal. I think... Like uh, breweries people, and, yeah, and, and I mean, cheese there's like, and... Yes, but I think that people... Um, that's it. That's the only thing there. No, people, when you are in New York and you hear that you're from Milwaukee, it's like an automatic, like people drop their level of like conversation down. They kind of just assume that you've grown up in the dark, like on a farm, like that you just don't, that you're just like not with. What? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and you know what didn't help this is that Netflix documentary that came out this year about. Oh, making a murderer. Yeah, because yeah. it shows this like podunk town in wisconsin and they're all basically it's 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 not a great reflection for the state right but although ken krantz is like amazing um, you know those two guys the two guys are on tour right now the lawyers yeah do you think that they would like feel me as a vip because i was a local maybe nope but maybe there's like a meet and greet yeah who opens up for them I don't know. Who's their opening act? I don't know. Ken Krantz. <laughs> Ken Krantz. Ken Krantz is amazing. He, oh. What did he say? I'm I'm the one with the six-figure salary. I'm the one with the six-figure salary yeah. in the house. And the BMW. And the BMW. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's so oh, good. Okay. Anyway, so I'm from Milwaukee, and um, for those reasons, people generally, uh, they, they or they say Milwaukee. From like from Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Yeah, those are my two reactions. Or like a, just a real drop off. Well, what was it? Well, what then? What was it really like? Normal. Set the record straight. What was it like? Normal suburban upbringing. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's a real difference between growing up in the New Jersey suburbs or Westchester or whatever. Right. Um. Or versus like, because not everyone came into like Manhattan every weekend. I think you stay in your town. Um. I came up as much as I could. We'll see when you were different. Well, I'm just, I'm just being an yeah. asshole right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, it was, it's great. Like it's a big, like, you know, everyone's like a real Packer fan. Yeah. Sports are, I did, I have noticed in my life that, um, women who are like being into sports mm-hmm. as a woman is just something that you're, you do. Like you watch the football game, like you're going to the basketball game. Like mm-hmm. these are just normal social activities, but that's not the way that, um, New Yorker women are. Right. But so was that something that you were into? Yeah. Like it was just a by big, default? Not, not, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was raised on Marquette basketball and, um, the Packers. I had, uh, posters all over my room. I was like a big sports person. Really? I was very into the fab five. I was very sports scene. That's cool. They yeah. made good sports posters in the 90s. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. They made really good Brett sports. Favre all over my room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so what else was it like, though, there besides being into sports? What else were you spending your time doing? I don't know. Pretty normal stuff. Which is what, though? I Like, I was a big athlete. Yeah? What did yeah. you play? Um, 
I was on like a traveling club volleyball team. Tall. That's cool. Yeah. Volleyball is great. (laughs) Yeah. It's like one of the only sports I can, I'm like, I can play. Really? Yeah, it's great. You play it here? Yeah. Like with my friends, like. Like on the beach? On the beach in McCarran Park. Oh. You know? mm -hmm, Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. my friend is a volleyball nut. We take it around. You know, <laughs> travel. You also on a traveling club. Team. I'm on a traveling yeah, volleyball team. I take it from yeah. here to Fort Tilden <laughs> and back. Yeah, and and um, I don't know. It's pretty normal. I don't yeah. have anything. What were your folks doing? They were hanging with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I come from like an Italian family. Yeah. Um, very we're hot-headed, loud people. Just Big family. Small. Small, just me, my sister, my mom, my dad. Oh, cool. Um, older, younger sister? Older sister. She lives in Chicago. Okay. Everyone's still in the Midwest. Except for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a real pioneer. What did you, uh, you know, how do you think growing up there kind of shaped you? Um. Well, I don't know if you've ever noticed. Midwesterns are always apologizing for things before mm. they, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like everything is just, they're sorry about everything. Like you bump, they bump in, you bump into them. They're sorry about it. They're sorry that they're bringing up like an idea. They're sorry. They, we start a lot of sentences with sorry. Why is that? It's just like a general, I think like a humbleness that's, that is like bred into you that you just like work and you get it done Yeah. and there's like no ego about it. Yeah. And then, and you just are like, and part of that humility is just to just be apologizing at all times. I feel like hasn't there been? I feel like people like write lots of blogs about how you need to stop saying yeah, sorry. Yeah, you do. As like women. As women. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, women are saying sorry, and plus I'm double trapped because I'm a woman from the Midwest, so yeah. I'm just apologizing for breathing on like every phone call. I'm I'm just like I open. I'm like sorry guys. I just have a sorry. Like yeah, yeah. that's what it is. And also, you're not allowed to say just. And I'm also just saying just all the time. Well, I just, I read that and then I realized I say just in all my emails. I'm like, hey, no. just checking in. Yeah. You're not but allowed also, to say that. What are you that. supposed to say? Like, I'm checking in. Checking in. Yeah. Answer me now. Finish this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I don't, I, I think I'm a, a very passive communicator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So besides playing sports, what were the other things that you were doing? <laughs> like, what were you, like, you know, who were the people that you looked up to? Uh, Like mainstream, like. Uh, anybody like just tell me honestly don't have some um this is tough i don't i don't know if i have uh if i had like a oh okay okay fine yeah gabby reese gabby reese yep. was she a soccer player no she was a volleyball, volleyball player, player and she was like tall oh gabrielle big. reese oh okay no no she's gabby to me so okay. it's fine. gabrielle reese yeah, yes yes she was on like she was gabby. a host of, like mtv yeah. sports with Con- dan cortez wasn't she on there all the time was she I feel like she was. I don't know. She had those cool gla- sunglasses. I don't know if they're cool, but she was wearing sunglasses. Okay. And I feel like she was just like this really fit, tall, like beautiful woman. Yeah. And I loved her. And then um, I don't. And then I loved like 90s models. Okay. Right. Like yeah. Stephanie Seymour. Like model, the model cafe era. 90s yes, models. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But like Stephanie Seymour in the Guns N' Roses uh video mm. the what is it november rain. november rain she's in that short wedding dress with the long train come on that was a great video yeah, it was yeah. so good I, li- I think about slash playing at that uh church mm-hmm. in the desert by himself mm-hmm. all the time yeah it's it so good <laughs> um well were you was sports the thing that was gonna take you like out of out of wisconsin what 
you know, what was going through your head? Uh, no, I, I mean, I went to school at University of Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And during the summer, and during the summers, I came to New York and I interned. Um, I interned at Chanel my first summer. I flew to New York for an internship interview. If you, if I mean, now looking no, back, I get that. Do you get it? I went to school in Pennsylvania. I used to have to, you know, take the bus to New York to do because I did the same thing too. I lived okay. in New York in the summers as well. Okay. And did internships. Okay. When I was in college. I'm just saying. So I get it. I get it, but like I've never, like in my years, like I've never had someone fly in for an interview. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying. Really Maybe that's why you are where it. you are. I landed the you goddamn know? job. You did. And um, so wait, Chanel. But what was fashion something that you yes. kind of that you knew you wanted yeah. to work in? Mm-hmm. I think so. I I I mean, there isn't a I, I to the best of my abilities. I was into clothes, right? But like, I was in Milwaukee, <laughs> right? So, like, but well, then what's the thing where you're like, you're, you know? And also, fashion wasn't like you were in a side. You were in like a. You were more isolated in your yeah you had like a print magazine and mm-hmm. like, that's what you had. You didn't have the opportunity to just, that's what I find interesting. When I go home to visit my parents, I see these girls at like Starbucks that are in trends mm-hmm. and I'm like, what? Cause the playing field's all, it's yeah. all even. Yeah. It's all out there yes. for everybody to take yeah. it if they want it. Right. But not so for print magazine time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like that though a little bit, right? Because you get, um, different zones are allowed to kind of exist in, in their own bubbles in a way sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So you get different styles in different places. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss that a little bit. Yeah, everyone is the same now. Yeah, it's the same. Mm-hmm. That's okay, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I think not everyone wants to get think about getting dressed. Right. You know? Yeah. Right? Some I, people I, mean, just, I wear the yeah. shirt every day. You look great. Thank you. Yeah. I, I wear the shirt every day. I wear these jeans every day. Yeah. You know? That's about it. <laughs> I switch my socks. <laughs> My underwear. That's about it. You brush your teeth at night and in the morning. Yeah. Both times. Every day. Yes. For real. Yes. Okay. I'm finding that a lot of people are night brushers or morning brushers. All right. I'm a morning brusher. Yeah. Yeah. No. Are you lying to me or not? No, I'm actually a morning brusher. Okay. I'm a morning brusher. (laughs) I'm not a night brusher. I do openly do not brush my teeth at night. I don't. Who's got the time? You got to go to bed. I know. And like what's happening in your mouth that you're not just... You know, from night to morning, you just get it in the morning. Uh, I do eat a lot of candy at night. Okay. People are seem... you are you pranking me and then you're gonna be I, like, I swear. you're gross. I swear. Okay. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But also the thing is, I'm not one of those people who's like, time for bed. I'm gonna do all the things. No. You know, it's just like you wear contacts. Yes. Oh, so and I have... sleep in them. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, you are just. I'm just fucking fucking it up. At I all know. I'm places. doing it wrong. I got a I got an eye ulcer like a month ago <laughs> from sleeping in my contacts. That's not funny. Why? No, I've happy? been but I've what been wearing contents yeah. since like second grade or like oh. third grade or something. Mm, mm. So I mean, it was like it was bound to happen. Yeah, it took like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I sleep in my contacts, all that shit. I mean, I honestly fall asleep on that couch most nights. I can't with that couch. You know, mm-hmm. just like put on like something on fucking Hulu or the Netflix. And yeah. Then, I'm out. You're out. Yeah. And then I wake up at like six in the morning and it's weird. And I go back mm. to sleep for like three hours. Yeah. It's not good. No. Anyway, night brushers. What the fuck? Where were we before that? Sorry. You're derailing me. Hard. I know at every step. Um, I did know I wanted to work in fashion and, uh, and I figured that, that the best way to do that was to come to New York and work, um, 
at Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that like? Did you just give him a ring? Were you like, yeah, hey guys, I like found me. a fun stalker. Really, I've been an original online stalker. So I found like a, a phone number for like their HR department, and I just called them until I got like an actual email, and then I just started emailing them like every couple days, and then they were like, "What do you want?" Yeah, <laughs> and then she. And then when she hired me, this French woman hired me. She was like, so it was, you know, the movie stuff where she was like this, like elegant, older woman, like, and she had a French accent. She was like, I have no reason to hire you other than you are so persistent and you are here. And so she hired me and I learned from her that summer, not unlike the film Sabrina. Um, And then, and then I ended up coming back a second summer and working for a different department because i guess i did a good job that's and th- cool and then um do you still see that woman ever never no now i'm thinking i should look her up yeah yeah that's kind of like the beginning of the path it right? was and she called me a clothes horse <laughs> and i was one so you're just like i'm i'm in the city i'm in did you go back to like uh school the next year being like yo i'm hot shit hell I was, like, yeah working at Chanel. yeah yeah i also used to like i didn't um i like people who are from the like New Jersey or like the suburbs, they would call Manhattan, like they're called New York city. They called the city. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I went back to college being like, are you from the city? Like, do you know, I'll be in the city this summer. Yeah. And then people were like, what city? What are you talking about? Yeah. And you I was were like, probably not annoying to, to anybody. No, 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 I'm terrible. Yeah. I'm ter- I, no one wants to be around me at 23. So <laughs> I also, so after I worked at Chanel, I, um, I worked, I got a job at, uh, after school, I got a job at Dolce & Gabbana. So were you, so did you kind of have a plan of what you wanted to do or you knew you just wanted to be working in fashion? Well, I took like the buyer's test and failed it immediately. What's that? It's like, you have to like do like some spreadsheet shit about like some numbers and buying some stuff and like fa- fa- fast math problems. And they were like, no. They're like, you talk, you go to PR. So oh. that's what. <laughs> <laughs> when they check you in, like they give you At like the a. fashion yeah, school. Like, they're you're, like, yeah, you're here, you're there. You're so, in the PR district. Yes, I was, ne- I would never, I quit. I thought I was like, oh, I'll be a buyer, but no, I don't. So um, I ended up, uh, yeah, I ended up going to PR because I, I thought it was a fun, exciting world. Was it? Well, you no. said you thought it was. I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> I yes, in that I love PR and I think it's an extremely valuable component to anyone's business. Right. I stand by that. Um, but a, a lot of times the environments for PR are pretty toxic. It's like usually all females, like pretty competitive. Um, I don't know. It just it wasn't for me. Right. Um, a lot of hours. It just it was not for me. So you were trying to, you were figuring this all out as you were in school. So did you kind of have a plan of when you left school of where you wanted to go? Like what you wanted to do? Yes. I, I wanted to work in PR. Oh yeah. But I thought he's, so I you mean, formulated like, that opinion. Yeah. I formulated it while I was interning it. and getting gotcha. the ideas. And then when I graduated, I moved here. Um, and then I got the job at Dolce & Gabbana and, uh, and then I, I wore Uggs. Yeah. Uh, to Dolce & Gabbana, which is like, if you can imagine just what that is, it's so bad um, that they actually, the president had to tell the head of my department to make sure that I don't wear the Uggs anymore oh, and to no. maybe look around and see what everyone else is wearing. Oh my, is it's, that workplace discrimination? No, I think it was like bad taste. Like <laughs> she was like, get some style. Oh man. Uh, so 
I did, but it's still a shame. I carry carry it with me. Do you still have Uggs? No, it's deep. Wow. It was deep. Wow. Cut right to the core. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to bring that up. Yeah. What else what else what else was uh negative experiences that you had during that time period? <laughs> no. Let's get into it. No. Well, no, well, what were the, the red what, couch? What were the the is what? I just save that for the red couch for the for therapy. Oh, yeah. gotcha. It was my joke. Um yeah, I didn't know if that was a thing. <laughs> no. My therapist doesn't even my therapist doesn't even have a couch. She just, just I have chair. Skype therapy. So I'm, yeah. I can't get into it. I tried right. doing it once. I like the rhythm of being talking to somebody in a room. Mm. There's something that you lose on a cell phone yeah. or on Skype. I probably, but I was late to every uh mm. meeting and I I missed like I would miss like half the meeting getting my, there. So my therapist is right up the street. We'll so. see you set yeah. yourself up. I set myself yeah. up. Yeah. Fine. I'm just saying, like, there's ways to make it work. <laughs> um, so while you're, so while you were doing that, while you were working there, did you feel that you were in an, in the place that you wanted to be? Were you looking to do more? Oh my god, the clothes, like, the excitement, the energy, dressing celebrities, like that was, yeah, I absolutely felt like that was where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, I just, I really did struggle with the, the. I feel like fashion is a bit of a friendlier place now with mm-hmm. like the inclusion. And I, I think that blogs and people like um, Leandra, they helped kind of crack the industry open a bit where there's more of a sense of humor. I think yes. you're encouraged more to be an individual. And when I started, which was 10 years ago, um, it wasn't like that. It was still very much like you dress like everyone else. You talk like everyone else. You're not encouraged to be an individual. That's so weird, right? That's because like you would think that fashion would always have had that kind of, I mean, I think the right people are encouraged, Mm -hmm. but in that field, in that part in PR and I I don't think you're encouraged to be. Why do you think that was? Do you ever think about it? Uh, no, I mean, no, no, I don't know. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, were there things like, what was like, was there like a learning curve for you besides like the Uggs, the Uggs? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there was a major learning curve. Um, well, I think when you graduate college, I think just learning, just being able to be in an office for 10 hours is, is tough. Was that rough for you? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think, I mean, and I, I also, I got out of an office as fast as I could. I started my own PR company when I was 26. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you left, um, so I left, I was at Dolce and then I worked at, uh, Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked at a small PR agency, uh, and I, I then went and started my own thing. What was the impetus for doing that? You're just, like, I loved the work. I yeah. hated dealing with the environments. Yeah. Bobby so you, Brown was wonderful. That, that wasn't, I was working on a book with her. It was a totally separate thing, but, um, it was the agency that I was at. I was like, I, you know, it's like overworking, underpaying and just like, you just get like shit on. Yeah. Well, what were you going to yeah. do differently? What did you want to do? differently? I was going to be honest with my clients mm-hmm. and, and do things. I, cause that's another thing about many PR firms and that that's, I think why there are so many such a bad reputation for so many publicists that like you come in, they, they say whatever they need to say to sign you, you fork over a huge retainer and then your account gets thrown to a 22 year old. Mm -hmm. So I liked the idea. And I mean, I was 26. It's not like I was much older, but like I liked the idea. And I think people have always wanted to work with me because I, um, 
it's individual service and I'm, I'm right there with you. Like mm-hmm. I kind of just like become part of your company. Right. Yeah. So when you started your own company, were there any kind of, was there a struggle to get that going? Yeah. It yeah. was terrible. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was just, it was, uh, it was terrifying. Right. Cause I was like, is this the right thing? Like I, I you had to like, I, I kind of had to just like step outside of myself and just be like, you are now a like PR boss right. and this is what you have to do. Like you, like, did you have a, st- did you have people working with you or was yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I had like an assistant and an intern and, um, and I was so young that, and I, and a lot of times the clients I was pitching were older, um, that, uh, people, I look older. So, it, you know, when I told them how old I was, they, I feel like they, they were always surprised, but I had to act like super professional, more yeah. professional than I am now. I'm, right. I'm so unprofessional now. I've <laughs> never really declined. So I'm probably the least professional person. <laughs> how so? I, cause I have like, there's no formalities with me. Like I'm, I have with anyone, right. like I'm just like sit down in a meeting. I'm like, Oh, Hey, like what's up? Like I'm just the worst. But is, don't people find that refreshing? Do they? I don't know. I enjoy people that are themselves, but I enjoy people that are honest. Yeah. You know, okay. I don't enjoy people that are like trying to put on a show. Okay. You know, well then we would get along. Okay. <laughs> No, because there there is there's like you know I I've done quite a bit of work in the fashion world and like yeah. up until I started doing stuff with Leandra Man Repeller like everybody was so uptight and mm-hmm. I th- I, th- I was like guys like you're doing what you want to be doing here like shouldn't you be having some fun with this yeah you know no shouldn't you be having some like you're taking some freedom from you know with what you're doing yeah you know I never understood that yeah the uniformness yeah of it. and everybody just like walking on eggshells all well, the time well that's I think that that's the that that movie the devil wears prada like yes everyone's seen it whatever but i do think that it does a really good job of identifying the the type of fashion girl that is scared to step outside right and like it's the cool club it's i don't know it's you just you don't you do what what you're whatever else is doing right yeah i don't even know what that means i don't you know like the cool club i don't no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. But I, I, I know what you're talking about, but I ha- I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. You know? Like, is it cool to to work so hard and to try and be cool all the time? <laughs> but, there's, but there's a lot of work in making that look effortless. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So how long did you do your own PR company for? I still have... Uh, you still do it? I still have a couple clients. Oh, cool. I have a partner who who helps run the clients so yeah. that, um, cause my time these days is mostly dedicated to 12 ish style. Um, so she runs them and I oversee and we talk every single day about right. it. About it. Was there a moment when you started your company where it started feeling real, where you were like, yeah, like a Holy shit kind of moment where you're like, I, or maybe you f- where you felt like maybe even in over your head. I felt in over my head every day, every day. Well, how did you keep pushing through then? Well, I, because I, I, you want to know why? Because I had, um, I had control of my schedule and that I understood to be a luxury from the beginning. Right. Like I didn't need to work for someone for 20 years to understand that I, that it was really amazing that I could, I could take a Friday off and not have to talk to anyone about it. Yeah. Um, but that's a luxury that you have to earn Mm -hmm. and a lot of people would be like, how can you work from home? Like I'd watch TV or nap or get distracted but 
it's different when it's your own thing. Right. Like you wake up like every morning with like an anxiety attack and you're like, ah, which is how I am now. Right. Well, that's the, you know, that was something I was going to get to later, but you know, with, you know, starting your own PR firm with starting and running this website, like the 12 ish style, like there's a lot of, um, you got to have a lot of like self motivation. Mm -hmm. And where do you think that comes from for you? Mm, I mean, my dad is uh, an entrepreneur and I think I, I grew up watching him do his own thing. Yeah. So it just seemed, it seemed natural to me. What kind of stuff was he doing? He does real estate. Okay. So he is, um, he does things with like industrial real estate, truck terminals, things like that, buys them, sells them. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think my sister took a piece of that. She does real estate as a hobby too. Uh, she buys apartments. Oh wow. Um, and then I just took that spirit of like, you can do it. It was just like embedded in you. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And because it's tough. Cause I mean, I think it's the thing that a lot of people want to do is like yeah. run their own company or do their own thing. But yeah. But it's, it, it takes it, it. And honestly, you, it's not for everyone. Mm-mm. Not only do some people just not like I, there were multiple times during my, my PR business that I tried to take on a partner or pull someone out of a firm and they just couldn't take the leap. Right. They were like, what if I don't, what if we don't make the money? Like, yeah, you have to, it's a risk. Right. And you have to hustle and you have to like bring people in. Um, I, I totally get that. It's the yeah. same way of trying to find like people that I work with on projects. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's some people that just like don't. If, if you're working with somebody who doesn't have that like self-motivation or that drive to just push yourself in all those uncomfortable ways mm-hmm. just to even like get something going. And it's uncomfortable. When it's like not even going to pay off for like yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. Not everybody, yeah, just like you said, not everybody can do it. No. But it's something that, like, sounds interesting to everybody. No, everyone wants to be able to take, like, a long lunch yeah. and, like, not have to, like, check in with anyone about vacation time. But, right. But the downside is I I have not taken a vacation in, like, I have not unplugged in, like, 11 years. Yeah. I just am working on vacation. Right. Oh, oh so unplugging? Yeah. You, you, you've always, like, still worked on vacation? Always. Yeah. On my honeymoon, I worked. Like, really? Yeah. Like, even though people were like, take your, take your week off, like do whatever, have fun. Like my clients were wonderful to me, but like, who was going to, who was going to pick it up? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. So. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good. I mean, but as long as you're doing stuff that, (laughs) I mean, as long as you're doing stuff that you love, but that's the thing too, there's still always going to be those things that you have to do when you're running your own business. That's still, that you still Mm kind of like stink. Mm -hmm. But you can take that vacation or you can go when you want to and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You can like stay in bed i'm never staying in bed you don't even work in bed like in the morning time nope Mm. i am like i've got dogs i've got like i have like you know crippling anxiety how many dogs do you have three really yeah so i've met i've met your one dog toast right on the nar shoot yes yeah and you have muppet is um muppet is the first dog i had uh she's also a rescue she's a king charles um her tongue is out too but she's not famous and then (laughs) Uh, she has an Instagram account. Yeah. Muppets Revenge. And it's all about how she's like an unfamous sibling. She's like That's pretty good. So you've written, written like narratives. Oh, sure. That's, That's great. Crazy. Yeah. And then Pants is uh, our new dog. We got her in August and she's a Japanese chin. She's always working. She's like very busy. <laughs> she's very cute. I love her. Well, so yeah. So I know that you've done a lot of work, a lot of like animal activism yeah. work. Is it, Or has it been more like just like anti-puppy mill work? 
I, I mean, or what are the things that like what are the things about that that you've like dedicated time and energy to that? Well, it really, it's the concept of when it's time for you to get a dog uh, that you're adopting. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. I just want you to adopt a dog. I just don't want you to go to a pet store. Number one, I do not want you to go to puppies.com. Number two, and I, I don't want you to go to a breeder. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my main message. Once we get deeper into that, we understand that the reason I don't want you to go to a pet store or to puppies.com is, is because the moms that um, make those little cute baby puppies are bred uh, during every heat cycle, given no health care and basically like just bred to death. Mm-hmm. Um which is terrible and depressing, but very real. Uh, it's, it's, they're treated like livestock and it's hard for us to imagine a dog being treated like a, like the way that we treat cattle. Um, but that is the way that they're, that's the way that they're handled. Was it like a topic that was always like a, of concern of you? Uh, do, I always, mean, do, sorry that I didn't say that right. No, 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 that, I think, I think animal rescue, I've always been passionate about animals, like right. always been into animals, but, um, I don't think I understood the, story behind um pet stores uh and what a puppy mill really was until i got muppet in 2010 so i had never purchased a dog like that's not i I didn't like buy a dog and then understand what happened afterwards right i just i learned about it through muppet um I mean, I'll admit, I used to go into pet stores and like play with the puppies on the floor. They're yeah, I mean, cute. Yeah, when you go to the mall when you're a kid and sure, stuff. Sure, they're you go cute. To, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's where that's where they get you. It's a cute dog, and then people are like, "Oh, uh, what what's going to happen to the dog in the window?" But like the, the unfortunately, and this is like where people don't like to agree. Like the dog in the window is um, is just a way to get more money back into those breeders' pockets. Pockets. So the dog is is going to be figured out. It's going to be fine. And mm-hmm. like, I just feel like if you have to sacrifice a little in the short term um, for the greater good, it's worth it. Basically, let the puppy die. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to go there. No, I did. I took it right. No, no, no I'm kidding. Don't let the puppy die. But, uh, but. Those are, that's the thing. Like you're not rescuing the dog from the pet store. You right. are just giving money. You're back just into keeping, the keeping. Exactly. Right, right, right. Because that kind of mentality is like, well, who's going to take that dog? Right. That dog's going to be fine. The yeah. dog is a puppy. Like it's going to be fine. Yeah. If they don't sell the dog, they're going to give it to a shelter. Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like, you mentioned your Instagram accounts for your multiple dogs. Yeah. Muppet was your first dog. Yeah. You've kind of, you know, toast your other dog has kind of gained quite yeah. a following. Yeah. What what is what's that like to have a famous dog? Yeah, and also like you know how how did that start? Was it something where you're like, well, no, did you I always mean, know? No, I just that, I'm uh, like, oh, this this I mean, dog we get this out a, there, it's gonna be is, a star. No, Toast is a special dog. She just has a special personality. She's very lazy. She's very. Uh, you know, I put clothes on her. She doesn't care. She yeah. lays there. Like I actually, yeah. When we did that shoot, no, she I just, just chilled. Shot something yeah. for. I had to put a virtual reality headset on her this morning, and I forgot that I put it on her. And I walked away for like three minutes and came back. She's laying there with the virtual reality headset on. She didn't care. Like she's just chill, and she's so cute. Um, but she does literally whatever she wants. Yeah. Like we go outside to go to the bathroom. She comes back in and pees on the floor. Yeah. Like she just gives me the finger all the time. Pretty much. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but people stop us on the sidewalk. That's really fun. I, I, I really love it because it's, it's like this weird fan thing that, yeah. um, it just makes me happy because 
people seeing toast make makes them really happy and it's a nice thing to be able to like make someone smile in a weird way i agree yeah yeah and i started it uh without the knowledge that there was even a dog instagram world happening because it was like kind of right at the beginning when only tuna and boo were like do you know tuna i don't okay but i do know that there's like a whole world like there was this one guy that i used to know when i lived in la who's like a manager now for like a cat are you talking about grumpy cats manager i think so yeah yeah it's a whole it's a conversation for not this podcast right now but like get me fired up it's a whole weird world yeah it's a weird world yeah so i i just took i had i had an outfit made for toast to be dressed as joaquin phoenix from the movie her Mm -hmm. had the whole thing with the high pants and then i took a picture and i posted it and then i discovered that dog instagram like that there was like some sort of you know uh my athletic competitive spirit kicked in <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you're going to be the best one then. Right. So then I started pitching her out as a client. Um, not, not saying she was a client, but that's the method that I applied. I said, okay, well to now, the companies you were working with or uh, just other people like that you knew people, yeah, yeah. right? Like people with following. So, yeah. um, I contacted Leandra yeah. and I was like, would, would you do it? Uh, who were it better with, you and her and she was like yeah so uh we did the, and i love that one it's one of my favorites and then eva chen saw it she loved it we shot a comedy video with her karen walker saw it and yeah, i saw they did that the campaign with yes, the glasses yes she but she modeled the whole lookbook yeah i thought i was showing up to set with uh with like a bunch of models and like they were gonna hold her i but she was the model and she was gorgeous yeah she looks incredible. Yeah. And um, actually, she's on billboards right now for an adoption um, for an adoption uh, uh, campaign called the Shelter Pet Project. That's cool. And like they're all over the country. And she like looks beautiful. She's like a beautiful model. Yeah, she is. What's the most surreal moment that's happened so oh far? God. Or what's the you know, like what's the first thing that pops out? Uh, the billboard was pretty big. I would say the first time we went to, when we went to the Karen Walker show um, and we, we sat front row and toast was like interviewed like by press. I, that was really weird. <laughs> what? Like they would put like mics up also, to her? Also like having like, I've had like a couple international news crews come to the house. Yeah. And that's been really weird. Cause they're just talking in like, they do like they'll do a couple of segments of like talking in like German or Japanese like or Spanish like to her with the microphone. <laughs> and then do they do the voice? Do they? No, they just, just they're like, just like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And they're holding it to her oh face. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny. Are there, is there anything like this frustrating about like you know having a famous dog? Yeah, that you, <laughs> yeah, that you're like the dog handler. That like I show up on like a set and they're like like mm. okay can I say something though like yeah. a lot of the people that are like animal wranglers uh, yeah they're like they're a certain kind of person <laughs> you're not that kind of person no you're not like you know like with the clicker and like, like giving khakis a, yeah. on yeah <laughs> yeah full uh, khaki full khakis full khaki with like a khaki vest <laughs> you're, right. you're right I don't yeah uh, you know how to talk to people. I do <laughs> talk to people, but I do, um, I do have like my methods and it's funny when you get like multiple dog moms on like a set and everyone's got their method for making the dog do what they needed to yeah. do. But like toast is a pro. 
She just, she says, I don't need treats. I don't need anything. She just literally knows to hit her mark. She yeah. sits there. She waits. She takes it. Yeah. Um, Is that a reality show waiting to happen? Dog, oh, celebrity yeah. dog moms? You bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to trademark that. If anybody does it, you have to involve me. <laughs> okay. I'll get you on board. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get into that lucrative world of reality TV. <laughs> Besides, like, kind of taking inspiration from your dad being an entrepreneur, how do you find the energy to keep, like, motivating yourself to to keep going? I mean, like, how did the idea for the um, the twelveish style come about? That's two questions. How do you? Let's stay do motivated? the first. No, well, no, I mean, where does you know where is there a place where you draw energy from to keep going? That keeps things moving. I, I honestly, I just, I think I'm very competitive Yeah. and I think I put myself in positions where I have to, or I will, die, I'll be broke. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to make the money or, and also this industry I'm in and this, the things that I'm doing right now, there is no guaranteed future. No. So you have to do everything that you can today because in two years I could be saying like, why didn't I work harder when I had that opportunity? Right. Um, yeah. So how did the how did the twelve ish style come about? Um, I well, I talked to Amelia at the Nars shoot. Really? Yeah. The, all came from the Nars <laughs> shoot. Everything. That's the first project I ever did with Man Repeller. Really? Too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're just twins. It's wild. Yeah. Um, I talked to Amelia and I said that they should do something on like on girls with different body types and mm-hmm. like how to dress a curvy girl. And she was like, I like that. <laughs> and, uh, and we did it. And it was like, it, it was just, it was so simple. And it was like, um, three looks for spring. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and, and the reaction basically the, the, the story went up and I saw comments from girls like, like, finally, I love seeing this type of body, a different type of body. Hey, like, that's my size. Like, it just, it it connected with me in a way that um, I didn't expect it to. Um, and I, all of a sudden, like, it just kind of hit me like, this is a thing. Like, wait, right. wait, They're, like, every blogger is the same size or they're uh, a larger size. And I found that there was no one in, in my size category, which is like a 12, 14, um, that was really out there giving people stylish options. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's this odd middle of sizing. So it's not like the true fashion sizing. It's not like a size zero to eight. Um, and 10 is kind of cuspy. And then like 12 to eight, 16, 18, it's like this weird fashion uh, like purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah. No man's land. Exactly. No woman's land. No woman. No, per- no person's <laughs> no land. No person's land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, cool. So yeah, so I decided that I needed to do something about it. Um not to mention the fact that working in fashion and working at these big uh fashion houses and and going into big magazines and these amazing women that are smart and talented and and very small. Um I've always felt that I'm I haven't always felt. I just factually am the biggest person in a in a room with women. Uh, a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's New York. Like it's just, it's a, it's a thinner city. Um, but not that I could be that size if I even wanted to, because my, my bone structure is just not, 
I mean, I had a time uh, in my life about eight years ago when I, I limited my food intake and I worked out six days a week and I got down to like the smallest I've ever gotten. And I was a size 10 mm-hmm. and I was like doing everything I could. I mean, that's it. That's my cap. Right. Like that's where it is. Like right. it's not going smaller. So, um, but sometimes your body is just your body. And, and this project has allowed me to kind of accept my body and help other women accept their bodies. Like I've talked to so many people or gotten emails or comments on my social um, where they're like, thank you. Like I, you know, basically like giving women to permission to be themselves, right? Permission to wear shorts, to permission to wear the dress they didn't think they could wear. Like it's, it's just kind of owning it. Why, why do you think these kinds of instances are happening more? Is it because everybody has more of a platform for having a voice now? Hmm. What do you mean? Well, in terms of like, you know, there's been a lot of, I feel like in the past couple of years, there's been like a big push for like, um, like body positivity in fashion and in a way where it hasn't really happened on this scale. I've never seen it on that, on this scale before, you know, and I wonder why that is. I think it's just, well, I think it just started happening this year Mm -hmm. and that it just kind of felt like all of a sudden it became buzzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, I feel like everyone does like a body issue every year. Like every magazine's like, like look, right. but that's just one issue and right. it's done. Right. Um, and people like Ashley Graham, which everyone is talking about. She did the cover she's of Sports, on Sports Illustrated, Illustrated yeah, right yeah. now. She's just on Maxim mm-hmm. that just came out. Um, so she's obviously a leader in this world. Right. But if you asked people, who she was before Sports Illustrated, no one knew who she was. Like that, th- what I'm saying is that the movement is still fairly niche, right? And like, if you are into it, you're paying attention. But if you're not into it, so uh, one of my business partners for Twelve Ish Style is like a size like four, and these people, she has no idea who they are. Hmm. They're not on her radar. They are now, but not when we started. Not like they were for me. Yeah, it, it, it well, because also on the other side of the coin too, as like a guy who's always been, you know, I've never. Me, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like, uh, like a skinnier girl. Yeah. But I've always been a guy who's just been into like more of like a full figure, like, a like lady. curvaceous woman. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I always have. You but and Drake, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But when you're, but when you're not seeing those kinds of girls in places like Maxim or Sports Illustrated, yeah. nobody ever talks about this. Oh, the other side love of the coin. This. Do you Wait, know? Will you come on 12-ish and talk about this? I would love to. I have like many, oh many thoughts God, about this. I would love to hear about this. Well, because, you know, I found... <laughs> no, this is true. Like, you know, a grown up, you know, so I great. loved, um, you know, John Waters was my one of my favorite filmmakers. And I used to see the women that would be in his movies. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, this makes sense to me. Like, these people that I'm... Like, I'm, I'm feeling something watching this. <laughs> yeah. But, like, there was no... I wasn't like into what was there. And like, also like when you're 13, 14 and you don't like that, like like your other guy friends, your other peers, like think of you as this like weirdo or like you get made fun of. Man, I love this. So it's just like, it's something I guess like, I mean, to me, like I'm excited. Yes. Like (laughs) this is so funny. No, but it's true. And I was, no, but I, I, did, I didn't think about it until, you know, today when I was thinking about, you know, what we were going to talk about. And I was like, man, like, it's awesome that, like, on that side of the coin, there's more. But, like, what about the guys, like, who are into that? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, I we've know. also no, no. been. No, I'm gonna flip this right back on okay. you and tell you that I <laughs> am very into like hairy, chubby men. Well, that your that's your husband. Yes. Right? Yeah. And um, like like James Gandolfini, dream man. Yeah. Done. Yeah. At every time. Yeah. But like that that doesn't ex- like that man is yeah. not presented as like a sex symbol right. for me, and so right. I'm like. Looking at Zac Efron puking. Yeah. So I'm like, gross, put your shirt on. Right. Like, I am not interested. I, uh, this so, is a, this is no, a body of a man no, no, who yes. enjoys food. <laughs> yes. I enjoy life. Yes. Do you know what I Doesn't mean? Doesn't it say <laughs> <laughs> This is so weird, but yes. But that's I'm what it is, you. you know? Yeah. We, you and I share the same struggle. Yeah. Like our like sex symbols are like sex icons or whatever. Right. Are not, um, they're not in mainstream media. No. Yeah. And they're never like put in that position of no. like, you know, like, no. like the, like the hot girl in the movie or like no. the one that like they're going for. Like I wasn't no. into Jennifer Love Hewitt. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I do. You know, I do. It's fine. But that's just a small yeah. example. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just uh yeah. So it's like, nobody ever talks about the other You're side right. of that. No, this is a 12 ish article. You know? Yeah. I'm de- If you want to talk, I'm, I'm open to talk. I would love to. <laughs> I could go through like some, there's like so many great, amazing people that have like gone by the wayside that like, I don't think people gave their due as like these kinds of like symbols of yeah. like be- beauty and yes. like just yeah. powerful female yeah. like, yes. sexuality. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I need to get your top 10 oh. at some point. Yeah. Please. <laughs> is there ever something, you know, like be working in the fashion world for so long, is there ever a time where you've wanted to just step outside of it and call bullshit on certain things? Mm, yeah or is it uh sorry i'm still blushing from the conversation because <laughs> like no one ever like knows what i'm talking about no i but, i look i get it it's like i look at all my other dude like all my dude friends yeah. they all like work out they all like eat healthy they all look like you know their body they have like skinny dudes skinny dudes i don't want your jeans to be smaller than my jeans Mm-mm. i don't want it mm. Yeah. I have friends that do wear women's jeans. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. But, like, that's so many women want that, but just no. Right. Yeah. But so, but that's the thing. There's, yeah. it's, there's all different. Yes. Ways I'm sure. To and then it. men, some men would look at me and be like, go to the gym. Gross. Right. Like, that's fine. That's your, I'm fine with that because I understand the different body types and yeah. I don't want you anyway. I'm, right. I want someone else. Right. right. So, that's totally yeah. okay. Yeah, so back to the question. Are there things that you want to call bullshit on? Um, well, no. I mean, one thing about the fashion industry that I don't really understand are the amount of clothing companies. I, I just don't think everyone needs to start a, a, a line. Mm-hmm. I think we, we should be limiting that a little. We don't, we don't need it. Right. Plus so, size clothing lines we need. Right. But we don't need more clothing lines. That's kind of like, maybe is that like kind of a theme in your life? Like just getting rid of this like overproduction. It's overproduction. Like overproduction yes. of like clothing lines. Dogs. Dogs. Yes. You know? Yes. Babies. Babies. I don't want them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take, I would hey, like. I'm, I'm adopted. Yeah. You Are know? you? Yes. So much to talk about. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I'm so into, I'm into adoption. Like yeah. I just think we have too much going on and right. like we don't need it. Like, use, use what's here. We have so much. Right. We don't have enough plus size clothing right. at all. Right. At all. Right. But we do need, we, we don't need any more size eight pants. Right. We're done. It's we done. Do. There's enough. We got There's it. enough to go around. Yep. We got and it's, it. and fashion's a cycle too. So some's not right now. It's, It'll be right bad. again later. Yep. 
Yep. You know, so just hold yes. on to it. So just keep it. It's fine. <laughs> and then also the, the fast fashion. I mean, this is so off topic, but it's just, it's too much production. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, how do you see yourself fitting into the fashion world? Um, well, I think that's interesting because I don't think the fashion world has wanted me to fit in mm-hmm. or be involved. Uh, and, and to an extent they still don't, I think it's becoming trendy to talk about po- body positivity and size inclusion. Mm-hmm. But, um, the matter, I mean, the, the real matter of fact here is that I, I can't walk down fifth Avenue and buy, uh, an outfit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so like a lot of times stores have stopped carrying extra larges or like the larges don't fit or something. Or the, um, there's a lot of stuff's online. Yeah. They said, yeah, the extra large is only online. Yeah. I think, um, J crew is size, uh, size 14s are only online. Sometimes size 12s are only online. Um, and same thing club, club Monaco extra large only online. And I have size 12 feet, which means I can't buy a shoe anywhere so i'm 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 the average size woman in america and i cannot walk down the biggest uh, shopping city in on the biggest street in in this country and buy a a full head-to-toe look do you think your your website is kind of forcing those conversations to happen more about why that why that is the way it is yeah i think myself and a variety of other women who are doing this i think are starting to make it a real conversation that can't be ignored and the the thing of ashley graham has really made it uh it's kind of the tipping point for making it trendy now which is what companies like like to do which is fine because whatever gets it done Mm -hmm. that like i want rag and bone to make a size 14 like i want um I I mean, a lot of the brands I wear are French and then it's going to take a longer time, Mm -hmm. but like, (laughs) but like, I, I, I want that. I want, I want those brands to recognize that it's just, it's just a 14. It's a 16. It's not, it's not the end. What would have been the tough moments for you trying to make it, you know, running your own fashion blog now? Mm. Um, honestly staying inspired clothing wise i'm not used to getting dressed for people every day mm-hmm. that's hard and i and i i love to look like shit i love to like just get <laughs> outside in my soul cycle sweatpants yep. and like with my hair up mm-hmm. and uh i got recognized at my coffee shop that's exciting uh which was wonderful but i w- i looked really bad i didn't look very inspirational oh. and now i feel like this odd duty to people to like oh to be like on all the yeah, time yeah i gotta something. look good yeah huh personality wise i i feel comfortable talking to people i don't i don't feel i'm not like a moody person but like it, i do feel the need to look good right yeah hmm. and then 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 sometimes you overthink it and you're like and then you just wear a weird outfit and you're like well this didn't hit how do you see that uh, um you know you mentioned a little bit that like you know body positivity is yeah. a conversation that like people have been having more and more you know do you see that like as a, as a, as just a, as a trend or do you see that as a big kind of like, do you see that as like a changing of well, the way things are? As a, I, well, I, honestly, I, I think we have to see. Mm-hmm. It feels like a trend right now. And how do you want to be involved in that, tra- in that change? In that well, transition? I would love to, I would love to show the women of this country different options right. for what to wear. Um, do I want to make clothes? I don't know. It depends if someone if I, someone needs to step up and make a clothing line of like cool quality clothing that like something like a net-a-porter would sell mm-hmm. um, because that's the equivalent for other brands that I that I would want to shop. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but mostly I just, I want to bring confidence to, to women. Mm -hmm. What, what are the day to day fears and stresses that you deal with? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I actually, I had to install a camera in my house for this project I'm working on for toast. And I have watched the footage of myself working and I'm mostly just sighing and swearing and like, I mean like, yeah. uh, because the stresses are that there just is not enough time in the day to do the necessary face-to-face meetings that you have to do and answer all the emails and do the production, um, which I am, which I am doing for the most part on my own, other than the fact that I have a wonderful business partner in San Francisco who writes all my articles because she, she's, she gets me. Um, and she runs the schedule and she's, I mean, she's basically the voice inside my head without her. I, I would, I don't know. I don't That's like amazing. Cry. Well, no, how did yeah. you, how did she come on board? Working she's my her? best friend. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we've just, we just have our skill sets always have complimented each other. And, um, I think we've always wanted to work together and then this just felt like the right thing to do. That's great. Yeah. And, and what are your hopes for it? For, for 12 Yeah. My vision for the 12 style would be uh, that it's a place where you can come for inspiration and, and to see women who are not like the rest of the women that are being pushed at you on the media. So right. it's just, it's like total babes who happen not to be a size zero and are just like doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's not that revolutionary other than the visual content is just different right. than what is out there. Right. Um, I also would like to, to be Oprah. There's an audience for that on both sides too, as we've talked about before. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's an audience on both sides. I'm serious. I feel like I need to start like a maxim for like <laughs> for like maxim plus. Just no, just like just like maxim for for like men, just like men that are you know. Let me finish this up. I got one more question. <laughs> then we, maxim has like whole pages on like cologne and stuff. I don't need a whole page on cologne in my maxim. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't need to fucking what's that site where like somebody sends you like a box of clothing? Yeah. I I I fucking you know, I buy a shirt and I wear it until it wears out. <laughs> I don't need somebody to send me a fucking stupid box full of clothes of like cool gingham shirts to wear. God damn it. <laughs> this is like a gray possession. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, well what's next for you? So I'm a model now. Really? Yep. That's good. That's exciting. I signed a modeling contract with Muse Models, and so I'm. I'm Congratulations! Thank That's amazing. you. I'm learning how to do that <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not the most natural uh, move person in front of the camera, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but that's that's been really exciting, uh, and I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is that wrong? No. I'm supposed to come in here with a fucking vision. No. And I and I don't know no. because this whole thing is moving so fast yeah. and this landscape for uh for for women in plus is so it's just moving and I I'm not quite sure where we're going to land. Right. I don't know. That's great though. That's fine. Yeah, I'm You just keep moving. Though. I just keep moving you and just we can't see stop. what comes happening. Yeah. yeah, we see what happens. We see what happens. That's great. Yeah. Katie Serino, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. (laughs)